Hello, hello. Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. This week we are talking about how to optimize our sales funnel so that we can increase conversions and sales, specifically using email marketing. If you're new to the show, this is the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. It's created for people that are in the second act of their career. So maybe you've had a longtime career in corporate or a career in some other field, and now you're ready to actually create impact and momentum and leave a legacy, but you need a little help getting the word out there about your new coaching service, your new book, or as you're starting to speak on stages. So if that's you and you're looking for help for your marketing, then stay tuned because this week we are going to dive into email marketing as the best tool for you to use to grow your audience and grow your business. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are going to help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. I am so glad you guys are here, and I'm especially glad that we are um, you're here for this episode because it is going to be a doozy and will really make a difference if you take just even one of these tips that you're going to learn today and start implementing it with your um, sales funnels and your email marketing. So this episode, as you may have heard in the intro, is specifically designed for second act entrepreneurs. So how do you know you're a second act entrepreneur? Well, chances are you've had a really full career already up to this date. um, And you are ready to do something else. And it could be that maybe COVID triggered a, hey, what am I doing with my life at this point? Or um, I'm done doing what I'm doing and I really want to make an impact and change some more lives before I take a dirt nap. Because nobody is getting out of here alive. That's the reality of it. But we still have the opportunity to make impact and create um, change in other people's lives. So you may or may not know that growing your email list is one of the best marketing tactics that you can use to grow your business. And Somewhere along the way, um, you may have heard you need to create a freebie to start growing your list. Well, I wanted to give you some uh, some background as to why email marketing is really one of the best ways to not only grow your email list, um, but also grow your business. And it's it comes down to purchasing behavior. So if we are to look at the statistics, statistics show that really only about 3% of people that come in contact with your brand are ready to buy. So that leaves this huge group of people, this 97% of people who are broken into two categories. Either one, they are just starting to research a solution because they have a problem that they need a solution to. And so they're starting to research what's available out there as a possible solution to that. Or two, they haven't been head upside the head yet with the re- the reality that they have this problem or this problem is coming down the pike. And so they don't even know that they need you yet. And so if they've come across your radar, this is such an immense pro- opportunity for you. And one of the best ways to stay in front of them and stay top of mind is by getting them on your email list. And as we talk about that, something that just popped into my head is that it could actually be three different lead magnets that you need to create for those three different audiences. But I also don't want to overwhelm you. I just want to give you the opportunity to have that knowledge to maybe tuck it away for later when you're ready to get to that point. 
So the the key is, is one, getting the right information in front of that 3% so that you can move them forward. But also email marketing gives you the opportunity to stay in front of the other 97% so that when they do need you or they're ready to make a decision, the first person they think of is you. And so um, why email marketing and why stay in front of those people? Well, most often people um, need to be approached or you need to be in front of them eight to 10 times before they even pay attention to who you are. Eight to 10 times. And most people will post on social media like once a month, once a week, never, or they'll show up at a networking event, you know, once in, once in a blue moon, or they'll run an ad for a week. And then they're disappointed because it didn't work. Well, it takes eight to 10 times and sometimes more just to get people's attention. We live in a very busy world. We're distracted by phones and texts and kids and jobs and all of the things going on. And um, even though as a business owner, we're like, what do you mean? My world revolves around you and business. That's not how the rest of the world is seeing us. So when we have the opportunity to, to get in front of those people, we should take it. And one of the best ways to do that is via email marketing. Now, the other component of that is it not only takes eight to 10 or sometimes more times to get in front of people to get their attention, but it also takes four to seven times to stay in front of them before they ever make a purchase. And so some people will just, you know, say run a challenge and then they never talk to their people again. And then they wonder why aren't people buying? Why am I not getting the sales that I want? Well, it's because you just assumed that they came to the challenge and they were going to buy or they downloaded your freebie and then they were going to buy. Well, that's not the reality. In fact, the reality is that only 3% of people that download your freebie are actually ready to buy. And so we have the power to stay in front of them using our email marketing if we do it right. So according to Brevet, I just found this awesome survey that was all about sales statistics. And Brevet is the company that wrote it. I will link to that in um, the show notes so you can check out that sales survey if you want and get some of those stats. But according to Brevet, email marketing is almost 40 times better at acquiring new customers than either Facebook or Twitter. Now, they only called out Facebook or Twitter, and I would assume that that would also apply to all of the other social platforms out there, but it's 40 times the efficiency. And so if you haven't adopted email marketing, this is my ploy to say, adopt email marketing for the love of Pete. Um, And if you missed last week's episode, I actually give you three really specific reasons to look at email marketing now, even more importantly than you had in the past. So if you missed that, you can go find that episode at alisaconnor.com forward slash 141 and um, get the scoop on what's happening in the world right now um, that could be influencing social media and um, some other aspects of marketing that make it even more critical for you to be growing your email list. So one of the most critical ways or best ways to get people on your email list is by having an irresistible free download. And so many people struggle with this. In fact, so many people struggle with it that um, they have come to me and asked me like, my email lead magnet isn't working, or I created one and it worked for a little while, or I don't even know what to create. That I decided to create a free training to help you guys. It's gonna be a live training. And we're gonna answer those questions. We're gonna figure out what to create, how you know what to create, how to um, determine whether it's working or not, and what to do to tweak it, fix it, and make it work so that you are constantly adding people to your list. 
So if that's something you're struggling with, I would love for you to join me in my upcoming training, Create an Irresistible Lead Magnet That Works. It's coming up um, relatively soon and you can register today for free at elisaconnor.com forward slash leads. And that link will also be below um, in in the show notes and you can um, check that out and go register. So if that's something you're struggling with, this is the perfect opportunity for you to join me in that training and to get some traction with that lead magnet and start growing your list so that you have people to get in front of. So without further ado, let's talk about some things that we can do to grow our email list. Um, (coughs) So without further ado, let's answer the question, how do we add people to our email list? Like what are the things that we can do to get more people grabbing our free download? And I'm really glad you asked because there are three proven ways that you can um, start implementing today, even if you just pick one of them, um, that will make a difference and increase conversions. And number one is if you've been around a little while, you may have heard this, but is to have a plan and not just a plan for growing your email list, but a plan for your marketing. I recently read a statistic that over 70% of marketers do not have a marketing strategy in their uh, business and their marketers. So if they're not creating a strategy and they're not implementing a strategy, imagine the success that you will have in your industry if you do, because they have been proven to work. If you have a plan and you have specific metrics that you're measuring against that plan, um, you are more, I think it's 10 times more likely to reach your goals. And so you not only will be ahead of marketers in the industry who don't have a strategy, but you'll also be ahead of all of your competitors and other businesses in your industry because the chances that they have a strategy around their marketing are pretty slim. And so um, I want, I always like to give you examples because when we, uh, so a strategy is a plan. That's like a simple way to put it. They're, they're one in the same. And instead of, you know, winging your marketing and thinking, okay, I'll post here on social media today and then maybe I'll send an email next week or, um, you know, I'm going to go to this event and I'm, I'm going to hand out these flyers or I'm, I've been invited to speak. So I'm just going to whip something together to talk about. You actually have a plan for all of those things that lead to the end result, which is either, you know, purchasing a program for you, signing up to do consulting, whatever your offer is, all of your marketing should be leading to that thing or some version of that thing. And when you create that and you have um, a step-by-step system for potential customers to follow, it not only alleviates confusion on their end, it alleviates frustration and overwhelm on your end because you know this goes to here, this goes to here, and this goes to here. And you're not just like going, oh, I'm running around like a crazy person trying to get my name out there. So... I always like to give examples of this. And um, I work with a lot of clients who are obviously second act entrepreneurs, but that are moving into an online course or an online program offer. And so they may have done consulting in the past, or they may have had um, some sort of coaching program that they that they used in the past. And so specifically, I have a client Um, that used to be in the um, mental health field and created a online program. And we've been working on this program to get it out into the world for quite a while, took a break and um, got uh, 
back in touch with him recently because he needed some additional assistance with his funnel. And he sent an email yesterday uh, to me that he's like in this rush mode of getting it out and promoting it and all this stuff. And I was kind of like in the back of my head, I was thinking if you had your marketing strategy planned out, you wouldn't be in a rush to get these emails out, to get these emails written, to get, you know, people into the launch and worrying about pushing the launch off. But because you didn't plan, you're now overcompensating and trying to jump through hoops to get people into the program. And so specifically, if you're working um, on putting out online programs, whether that's group coaching online, or you're trying to do just a DIY program where people are going through a course or a membership or something like that, if you plan 90 days in advance, you're going to save yourself so much headache and so much um, struggle to try and figure out what you should be doing and how often it should be done and all of that sort of stuff, that um, it will be so much easier to repeat that launch mode over and over again. And so if he had um, followed my advice that I gave him last December and knowing that he wanted to launch this this summer and started putting those steps um, for the strategy in action, he wouldn't be rushing around right now trying to make something happen. Because whether or not you want to believe this when you're constantly in rush mode, that energetic um, signature is put out into the world to your students. And so if you're constantly rushing, you're constantly in a hurry and you're constantly like, we got to get this done. We got to get this done so I can sell it. They feel that whether they are consciously aware that that's what's going on energetically, that's coming across in your body language, in your voice, your um, vocal tone, all of those sorts of things. Whereas if you're more relaxed because you've done the work that you needed to do to plan this out and have a strategy around what you're doing, it's much easier and the energy feels different. Rather than like, I got to rush to the grocery store and make dinner kind of energy to, hey, I planned my list. I went ahead and like, um, I, I know the best time to go because I planned it out because there's not that many people here. Um, I know when the grocery trucks come, so there'll be fresh produce. It, it makes it much easier. Or even if you're like having your groceries delivered, um, you know, oh, I planned it out. I did my shopping. I know what we need this week. And now they're going to bring it to my door. Yay. That has a very different energetic signature than ah, I got to rush through the store right now and it's five o'clock and we got to have dinner in five minutes. It's totally different. And so um, that is the power of having a strategy. If I were to say to use any one tip from this podcast, it would be that. Create a plan, a step-by-step plan that connects the dots, not only for you, but for your customers. Um, <clears throat> so what is step number two? This is also, these are all really critical, so it's really hard for me to pick a favorite. But um, this one is critical and it has been critical for a while, but it's even becoming more critical. And that is to know your audience really specifically. As the internet becomes more crowded and um, information is more available than ever, and it's almost to the point of having too much information, targeting and speaking to a specific group of people is no longer optional. You have to do it. And the more specific you get, and this is something that I am continually working on and getting more and more narrow as we go. Um, And you'll see that as content starts to come out is I'm getting more and more narrow and we fear that. But in reality is the more narrow we can go, the more specific we can go with who we're talking to, the 
quicker we're going to get traction, the quicker that we're going to um, be able to gain clarity about our audience, about their problems, and about how we can specifically help a specific set of people so that when they see our content online, they see our um, Facebook posts or Instagram posts or, (coughs) excuse me, LinkedIn posts, or um, they see a blog article we wrote, it's like a beacon from a lighthouse for them because they're like, hey, wait, they're talking to me. And that's what we want. We want that to cut through the noise, cut through the confusion and cut through all of the other stuff out there so that whatever we're saying is speaking to them and they pay attention. And that's what it's going to take. And people fear that. I know I'm one of those people. Um, And it uh, the really the results, the proof is in the pudding, as they would say, is that when you gain clarity over your audience and you know about them and their behaviors and their daily struggles, that is when you start to get traction. And so um, that really taps into you becoming aware of their emotional state and the things that are going to trigger them to take action. And that is the power of having um, a lot of knowledge and insight into the people you want to help and who you want to serve. Because when you have that, you tap into at the same time, um, the emotions that cause them to make purchasing decisions. And 90% of buying decisions, regardless of if it's an apple at the grocery store, or if it's your car, are made on emotion. And so when we can get really clear about our people and we know what they're thinking, what they're feeling and how um, they're struggling, we get really powerful in the way we can put our marketing out there and put what we do out there. So I wanted to give you an example. So think back to the last time you bought a car. And of course, this would be before all of the COVID, like no cars available. But think back to um, pre-COVID times purchasing a car. Chances are you went and you did some research and you had like probably a list of some features that you you were just like, no, I'm not going to live without those. And then you had some that were like, okay, well, this would be nice, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world. You know what kind of model you wanted, you know, what kind of gas mileage. You had some ideas and maybe even the color in mind. But when you went in to the car dealership, chances are a lot of that went out the window because you were immediately confronted with shiny, bright, sparkly new cars that you're like, my car has never sparkled like this diamond in the sky, the sun. (laughs) And it's only sparkled like this when it was brand new. And then you got in the car and you were affronted with new car smell. And you're like, oh my God, new car smell. It's like nothing smells like new car smell. And how you felt in that car. And you started to imagine what it would be like to drive this car and what your friends and family would think about this car and how it would be to pull up to say the office in this car and people would be like ooh la la that's a great car all of those things played into whether or not you purchased that car who would you be if you owned that car and so when you're thinking about your marketing and you start to thinking about the emotional basis of those decisions and who those people want to be when they partake in your solution, then you've tapped into something really powerful. And that all comes from knowing your audience. Do you think Subaru knows their audience? I mean, watch a Subaru commercial the next time it's on TV. 
they have their identity of who buys their cars down to a T. And it's people that are interested in being in the outdoor world. They're interested in safety. They're interested in having a car that lasts a long time that lets them basically go anywhere they want. And so there's a reason big corporations um, tap into these things. And you have the power to do that too with your, uh, with your audience and also with your marketing messaging and the things that you're offering and putting out there. So, you know, if you're looking at Ford or Mercedes or Toyota or Subaru or any of these big car manufacturers, it's no accident that their marketing is created the way it's created, that the showroom looks the way it, it is, that their salespeople dress the way they dress and act the way they act. And that, um, you know, even the cars they develop are developed the way they're developed. And it can be any car manufacturer across from Tesla all the way down to um, Honda. Like it could be any of these, but they know who their people are and everything they do to advertise, market, sell, um, or talk about their product is based on who their ideal customer is. So if you need some inspiration, go look at some of the the people that are putting ads out there. Just go watch some commercials and look at it from the perspective, not necessarily as a buyer, but how it internally makes you feel and see uh, what you can pick up, up on to put into your marketing. So that's step number two, knowing your audience inside and out. And it doesn't mean just like go and do a little bit of research. This is an ongoing um, tactic um, that you can adopt into your marketing and just keep getting clearer and clearer and clearer. And as you get to know them and as you can get more of those people in your um, audience and in, you know, interested in what you're doing, it's going to be easier and easier to get research, do research on those people. And so um, that would be, uh, of course, I would highly recommend doing that. Uh, step number two, which is getting to know your audience. So number three, this is another piece that um, often newer entrepreneurs and small business owners struggle with. And that is giving your people something they want. More often than not, we create marketing as newer entrepreneurs based on what we assume people want. Like they should want this because it's going to help them. But that comes from the perspective of what you think they need rather than what they think they need. And when you put what you think you need out there, what, what you think they need versus what they think they need, there's a disconnect and they're not going to pay attention to you. And so many people struggle with this and it comes across in, you know, their copywriting and their offers in, um, in their social media posts, <laughs> in their freebies, all of those things. And so when we're specifically talking about lead magnets, I see this um, broken down into two categories where things can go astray. Number one is a business owner will create a lead magnet that is kind of based on their experience, their knowledge, and um, what they think somebody needs. So for example, I work with a lot of coaches in the executive space. And a lot of those coaches will go through these coaching programs where they learn all of these different um, coaching methods and tactics and 
um, lots of buzzwords, especially in the executive world around resilience and leadership and all of these things um, that they learn different tactics to get people through that. I'm all for that, like learn the tactics. But if I am an executive and I'm looking for help with leadership, I am not looking for process A, B, C, D, E. I am looking for somebody to help me get my leaders in order so that we can um, have teams that function well, that we are attracting the right talent, that we are retaining people, and ultimately creating an environment where we sell more stuff. And if it really comes down to it, I need to connect my coaching, my executive coaching package to the bottom line. And if I'm not, and I'm not making that an easy transition, it's going to be really hard for me to sell into an organization. But uh, all the coaching programs out there focus on the um, coaching strategy, the, you know, the, the, what am I trying to say? The coaching, um, it, we'll just use strategy that they're teaching, which is perfect for them because that's what they're marketing. They were like, yeah, you got to have the strategy so you can help people. Well, that's great. But when you go to sell that as a strategy and that's what you're giving as a free download, you know, here's three steps to, um, you know, create better leadership in your company. It's, it's so broad that you're not going to get much traction. And um, I have the perfect example of this. I had a client that I worked with that was in, um, he was in, sales retention. So he worked with clients who had larger um, retainer clients that they needed to keep happy so that they would increase their, um, their orders and also stay on board with the company. And a lot of times sales organizations will invest in getting new clients instead of nurturing and keeping the clients that are keeping the company going. And so he created an ebook and it was like 40 pages for sales managers and sales directors. And we had a conversation and I said, um, when was the last time you had time to sit down and read a 40 page ebook? You are, especially as a salesperson, you are making calls, you're doing client um, <clears throat> visits, you're out in the field, you're trying to keep managers happy, you've got goals to meet. Um, so you're processing orders, you're doing all of these things. The last thing you have time to do is sit down and read a 40 page ebook. And his lead magnet wasn't converting because it was a 40 page ebook. And even if it was converting and people were signing up, they were never opening the email because they didn't have time to read a 40 page ebook. But he just knew those 40 pages were going to make a difference. But the reality is, is they didn't. What they needed was something that was super quick and easy. And so, um, So when you're creating that lead magnet, think about more, think more about what your ideal customer needs in the moment that you can help them with so that they want that. And that's how you create a lead magnet that actually works. Now, I told you there was a second group of people in this, um, and this group is a higher statistic in uh, this give them what they want um, category. And that is people that choose the easy way out and just slap a form on their website that says sign up for my newsletter. Newsflash, nobody wants your newsletter. Nobody. Nobody even wants your emails, to be quite honest. Um, especially 
if um, <clears throat> they are sales emails and you're just pr plugging your own stuff. We all have enough emails in our inbox to probably um, fill a virtual landfill. What people do want in their inbox is actually is things that are going to help them have more time, uh, do something easier, get to the resolution of something that is hanging over their head. So if we were going to go back to the example of the, um, of the sales reps, if they had say a checklist, five ways that their current customers um, are benefiting from using their product or five ways that um, their product is improving their customer's bottom line or five things that they could do to improve customer relations today. That, you know, if it was a checklist or a template or a, it could be a script, five things to say to your current clients to get them thinking about why they do business with you. Like that would be a great free download because they're like, yeah, I need a script. Give it to me right now. <laughs> Like, what do I say to these people to get them to either purchase more, stay clients? What are you five things to say to a, a current client that is thinking about leaving? Like that is really powerful. But you see how specific that is. It is specific to a person who is going through a specific struggle. They have a client who is leaving. And here's something you can say to them. Here's a word by word script of, that you can fill in with the language for your client that would be... Um, a game changer, you know, for them. And they would be like, oh my gosh, you know, Joe, we'll call him Joe, just gave me this awesome script. Well, how, how quickly do you think word would spread not only through that organization, but to their other organizations that they do business with about how awesome you are? Pretty freaking quick. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, versus, hey, sign up for my newsletter. No. If you're not getting opt-ins for your newsletter, newsflash, it's 2022. Newsletters went out in 1999. So put in the effort, create something of value. And if you're struggling with that, once again, I am offering a, it's going to be a kick-ass training. I'm telling you guys right now, live training happening. It's called Create Your Irresistible Lead Magnet That Works. And it works because we are adopting some of the things we talk about in this practice, and you're going to have the opportunity to put them into action. So you can go register for the free training at lisaconnor.com forward slash leads. I created this because I want to help you guys get those lead magnets created that are actually going to make a difference to your customers so that they're, they look at you as the solution and they come and buy from you. So um, I would love to see you in that training. So if you, um, I stopped doing these for a while, but I'm, I'm back to doing them. But at the end of every episode, I like to throw in a bonus tip. And this one is um, really important. And it comes from my experience of seeing people out there in the world doing their very best, um, but also doing things that are not necessarily best for the long term for their business. And the bonus tip is around adding people to your email list without permission. And I, this just came up with um, a client who I've been working with on uh, promoting their upcoming launch. And um, I went into their Kajabi, they use Kajabi, which is my preferred um, software. If you're going to launch an online course or a membership or something like that, I will link that to uh, in the show notes, if you're interested in checking it out, I think right now they have like a 30 or 45 day trial if you're looking for some software. 
Um, Kajabi is a great resource because you can do your email, you can run all your payments through Kajabi, you can set up your um, website through Kajabi, and then also have gated um, access to your programs, your membership, all of those sorts of things. And it's, it's really excellent software. Like I looked around a lot. Um, and I feel like it's very intuitive to use, which a lot of people struggle with that. Um, and so if you're looking for somewhere to put it, I'll put the link in the show notes and you guys can check out Kajabi. But the bonus tip is, is do not add people to your email list unless you have asked them if you could. And preferably if you've asked them in writing in some way. And so there are different ways to do this on your opt-in form. You can either do it on the opt-in form with the checkbox or terms and conditions, or you can do it um, when you send your first email and they have to confirm their subscription. But um, the the client had taken all of his previous clients and just uploaded them into his email and decided to email him email them about his stuff. And I was like, um, number one, people didn't ask to be notified about your new promotion. And so it's putting you in alignment with all of those people who go out and purchase email lists and then just start spamming people. And you don't want to have that same reputation. These are people that you want to have long-term relationship and business with. And when you start off the relationship by violating their trust and adding them to your email list without their permission, what are the chances that those people are going to move forward and purchase from you? Slim to none. Give them the opportunity to show that they're interested by opting in for your free download and going through the process. We try often to skip steps, but when you skip steps, it actually costs you more in the long run because not only have you violated their trust, but if they start reporting you as spam or trash or promotions, it hurts the overall deliverability of every email that you send in the future. And that means you're going to struggle with trying to get your email to show up in the inbox, which is a much bigger problem than just taking the time to ask people if they want to be there in the first place. So it's not a good business practice. In fact, it's kind of slimy. And you don't want to be categorized with people that are doing business that way. Um, and trying to, you know, grow your email list and get a bunch of people on your email list just for the numbers versus having an email list that is built of people that are truly wanting to hear from you and are interested in what you have to offer. And so that's not even getting into the legal issues around adding people to the, to your email list. Um, I don't want to dive into that because it's another whole conversation, but just do the right thing to start to save yourself a lot of headache in the end. Um, so that's your bonus tip today is don't just go adding people to your email list because you knew them or you met them at a, mar- at a networking event or they came to a speaking event or whatever. Ask their permission to add them and it's going to be better for you in the long run for so many reasons. So that is this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I more um, importantly, I hope that you will take at least one of these three tips and start implementing it today. So whether that is getting to know your, your ideal audience a little bit better or figuring out, you know, what is something that I could give them and changing up your lead magnet or um, brainstorming some lead magnet ideas and then coming to the live training um, or, you know, 
creating your strategy. It could be any of those things or all of those things. But take one, put it into practice, and then I would love for you to come and send me a direct message over on LinkedIn or Instagram and let me know how it went. What did you learn? What kind of results did you get? Um, but and, Or show up at the training next week. You can always come to the training and pop it in the questions or leave me a comment in the questions as we're going through, and um, I would love to see and hear from you over there. Uh, if you are interested in coming and creating that irresistible lead magnet so that you can start growing your list faster, easier, and without so much overwhelm, I'd love to see you over there. You can register at elisaconnor.com forward slash leads. In the meantime, I hope you have a great week and I will see you next week. Take care. Be well. See you soon. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries. We've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode, you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash podcast. Looking forward to seeing you next week.